Welcome to the Code Life podcast with me, Nathan Blackaby, and my great mate, Carl. Hi, yeah, mate. Hi, mate. Yeah. You're looking edgy. I've just had an ice cream. Half a white ball, me that. Huh? You had a what? Cornetto? I just had an ice cream. Was it Cornetto? Strawberry Cornetto. I love a Cornetto. And I think strawberry is the best. What is that delicious blend of strawberry filling with ice cream fondant? And then at the bottom, you get that tiny little wedge of chocolate or strawberry. Yeah. It's like a poor man's Belgian ice cream, isn't it? Yeah. I was I was um over in Londres earlier, got a couple of ciders for tonight. And the woman behind the counter, well she's behind the screen in the counter, she said to me, She said, Oh, I really fancy a drop of champagne tonight. I said, I'm more of a prosecco kind of guy. She said, Really? Prosecco, not champagne. I went, off oh, from Essex love, champagne tastes in a beer bucket. <laughs> I'm from Essex love. <laughs> That's it, mate. See how how's he laughed behind her screen and face mask <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> I went to B and Q earlier. That was an That's experience. What was that like, mate? It was actually a little bit eerie and grim. I find that about Morrison's and Lidl's and that now. It's not nice. No, uh, it feels like the apocalypse. It does, and and everyone's a little bit on edge with everyone else. There's no banter or fun. Is don't come near me. I predicted this three weeks ago. I said the next great fashion move is going to be face masks. I saw that. Anyway, yeah. So I, in anticipation of them recommending that we go out in our workplaces, and you know, on the road with face masks, I've got a couple of Darth Vader type ones. <laughs> I've got ones with like a filter on the side, black. Matt Black. I mean, then with a pair of shades. Yeah, it looks good. Nice. Looks good. It's a good look. It's a good I've look got here. a decorator's mask. One. We've only got one, so we're all sharing it. Do you think you might go full on NBC gas mask? I, we were looking at World War II um, reconditioned gas masks, weren't we? <laughs> <coughs> so, yeah, I have thought about it. Army surplus gas masks. Yeah. You know, like with the big dangly pipe with a canister on the end. Yeah, because obviously they told us they're not told us it's the medical evidence is weak, partly because they don't want everyone to go and deprive frontline workers of masks. But yeah. it's obviously going to make some difference, isn't it? We absolutely, and I think the World Health Organization are rethinking their advice on it. To be honest, I think they're rethinking a lot of things. <coughs> well, at time of recording, when this is aired, stuff might have changed because this will go out in three weeks' time. By this time, we might all be masked up. We might be. So let's make a few predictions. So we'll have masks by now. Right, I reckon lockdown won't happen on the seventh to end on the seventh of May. I think they'll give us a timeline for ending it within by like the eighteenth of May. And I think they're going to get manufacturing back, some low-risk independent businesses, but not hospitality. But they yeah. might allow people in beer gardens. Two beers minimum, maximum, I mean. Yeah, or well, you're allowed in a beer garden spaced out. But I don't think they're going to allow hairdressers back yet and tattoo parlours. Not essential. And and I think they'll still limit, more stuff will open, but they'll limit the amount of people in like they do, count them in, count them out. Yeah, um, I agree. And I think um, they might allow a limited number of social groupings out in, out in the open air. 
like yeah. they just done in Ireland. Yeah. But it'd be gradual. And I reckon they'll say we could be locked back at any time. We could be back yeah. under house arrest at any time. If there's a spike in the infection rate. Yeah. If R goes above one. Then we're in trouble. Big trouble. And I also yeah. predict this thing's going to go on for way over 18 months. Yeah. But I'm positive about it. <laughs> you sound it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, anyway. Right. Mm. I've got a question for you. So we've, we've looked at this book before, The Big Four, yeah. Apple, Facebook, Google, oh, yeah. Amazon. Mm. And we looked at, I think it might have been Apple or Amazon we looked at before. But my question to you is, have you ever been doing something and then the very next day you get adverts for the thing you were doing? Yeah, you I've got a spooky search. story. No, I've Go got on. a spooky story. I've got two. Cool. Now, a lot of people say this is a conspiracy, but I actually do believe. Look, if I say to my, my phone now, hey, Alexa, or hey, Siri, sorry, hey, Siri, it, it, it works, it comes on. Well, it's, it's, always speaking, speaking to, it's just speaking to you at the moment in my office. Unbelievable, it just spoke to me. Anyway, which means it's constantly on the lookout. Now, now, I've been playing, you know, we both dabble in a bit of music, don't we? Yeah. And I, I've been playing a lot of guitar covers. I used to, I played guitar about 15 years. I've just been getting into a little bit more, a bit of, bit of Floyd, yeah. bit of Mamas and Papas, bit of Coldplay, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm noodling away on my guitar all the time. Yeah. And I started doing my own stuff as well. Anyway, as you know, I'm not a technology guy. Yeah. So I've not connected my guitar to the computer, nor have I downloaded any software, nothing. I'm old school. I tune it old school. I string it old school. I don't plug it into nothing. It's my guitar. I play a mouth organ. I play a piano. I don't connect them up. Yeah. I'd like to, because I love what you're doing, by the way. Thank you. The old garage band. Check out Nathan's Facebook stuff. It's beautiful. Oh. Anyway, why is it? I was sitting there, bumping my gums to Karen, talking about playing a bit of Hotel California, saying I quite enjoyed picking up the guitar a little bit more. I said, I, I need to teach myself some new uh, stuff. Next day, I get stuff for Guitar Pro, Guitar Chord, Guitar yeah. Workshop, Guitar... Non-stop on Facebook. Non-stop. It's still coming up. I said, Karen, look at this. Here's another one. In the pub. Having a beer with me, mate, Andrew Murphy. We're talking about touring motorcycle holidays. Next day, what do I get? Adverts for touring motorcycle holidays. I've not done a search for it. Yeah. Yeah. What is going on? We are being listened to and then marketed to on a basis of our private conversations. There's absolutely no doubt. In fact, there's even a privacy setting now. We can turn off your data from searches being used for third-party companies, but I think they're not just doing that, our searches, they're listening to what we're saying and doing it. And I'm get book adverts now. I reckon I'm going to get books now for conspiracy theories on, on Facebook. Well, you might, mate. Well, listen, let me about? read a bit from this book. This is called The Four by Scott Galloway. I'm not going to read loads, just a little, just a teaser. Um... There are 1.4 billion Chinese, 1.3 billion Catholics, and 40 million people who endured Disney World each year. 
Facebook, on the other hand, has a meaningful relationship with 2.2 billion people. Granted, there are 3.5 billion football fans, but that beautiful game has taken more than 150 years to get to half the planet engaged. Facebook and its properties will likely pass that milestone before it turns 20. The company owns three of the five platforms that rocketed to 100 million users the fastest. Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. So they've got all three. Well, so they, give, they own Facebook, WhatsApp, and Instagram. <laughs> right? You dedicate 35 minutes of each of your days to Facebook. Combined with its other properties, Instagram and WhatsApp, that number jumps to 55 minutes a day. People spend more time on the planet, uh, sorry, people spend more time on the platform than any behavior outside of family, work, and sleep. Most time spent on it, right? So I'm wow. starting to build a little. Wow. Bit. We already know Facebook's big, don't we? Yeah. Right. <clears throat> this is where it gets a bit interesting. One in five people on the planet are on Facebook each day. Users indicate who they are, gender, location, age, education, and friends, what they're doing, what they like, and what they are planning to do today and in the near future. This immense learning engine, i.e. Facebook, goes well beyond targeting soccer mums on the Nike page. When you have the Facebook app open on your phone in the US, Facebook is listening and analyzing everything. Anything you do involving Facebook is likely to be gathered and stored. The firm claims it is not using the data to tailor ads, but to better serve up content you may be interested in. Or want ah, to share. No, no, I hate it. Yeah, yeah, based on what you're doing. Facebook argues that the phone isn't always listening and that it never stores the raw audio when it is listening. The platform said explicitly on its help pages that it doesn't record conversations, but that it does use the audio to identify what's happening around the phone. <laughs> so they're listening. When you've got that app open, whatever you say, they can hear you. Whatever's happening around you, they can hear you. They're saying they're not recording you, but they're listening to what's around you. They're recording us. <laughs> of course they are. So, so what do we do about it? Well, let me go on. Back to the book. Then again, it doesn't need to record conversations because all it needs is a few keywords. Note that this is presented as a friendly service. The help page used to read, if your phone's microphone has trouble matching what you're listening to or watching, the room you're in may be too loud or a commercial may be on. Blah, 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 blah. Facebook tracks and records your browsing history, including after you've logged off its app. <laughs> it also tracks your... Not, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say that again. Facebook tracks and records your browsing history, including after you've logged off its app. It also tracks your location history based on Wi-Fi networks you have accessed. Even if you turn your Wi-Fi 
Uh, even if you turn off your Wi-Fi, your telco or provider knows what tower you are near and can sell that data to companies. Facebook also has a product, Pixel, that's installed on hundreds of thousands of websites and apps. It allows Facebook and advertisers to track your web and app activity and serve you relevant ads. And they pair, sorry, and that pair of shoes following you around on the internet, you've been targeted. What's creepy is how good Facebook is getting at it and the number of platforms it can gather and share data across. If you double tap an image of Vans trainers, for example, on Instagram, you may find an ad for those same trainers in your Facebook feed the next day. So they're correlating it all across their platform. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. So the question is, how do we? What is the what is the response to that? <laughs> how do you even begin to respond to that? Well, one of the troubles is, mate, and it says here, deleting Facebook doesn't do much to protect your personal information from being misused. The site has already harvested your data, created a detailed data set on you, and made it part of ad targeting it offers to millions of advertisers. So they've already got a profile on you from Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook. They've put together, they know where you go, when you go, what you look at, what you're interested in, the times of day you're, you're functioning, shopping, browsing, and that data set is for sale to third and fourth party people who can just buy your data. And that was the big Cambridge analytic, analytics scandal, wasn't it? But how do we, I mean, what? <laughs> so even if we delete it, we're stuffed. You are now, yeah. But like anything, data has got to be current, isn't it? So your likes, your habits will change. So there's only so much that won't, name, gender, maybe. And another See, for up to, until three years ago, I just had a public page. Yeah. And I never had the private page. And I sort of enjoyed chatting with people. I didn't like all these, the idea of being on the platform and not actually interacting, having mates. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm wondering whether that was a bad move. Because I think, like, Twitter's angry, isn't it? Very angry place. Yeah. Instagram's plastic shiny. Facebook's like a bit of a playground. as the odd ruck, but, you know, people are generally all right. Yeah. But, and for ministry, it's useful, isn't it? Like letting people know what we're doing and we're going to be using it for BT and Blacker's life. That's it, mate. But we are using it. But, man. So they're saying here in the book, they're talking about how Facebook is able to uh, use behavioural micro-targeting to deliver specific messages that resonate with you. So, for example... Half of Americans are getting their news from Facebook, pretty much half. So, yeah. as you know, with the Trump election, so I think it was 2016, pro-Trump would get specific messages that were, were shaped around yeah. who they were, what their vote was. And Facebook has knowledge of about 150 things. Yeah. Uh, no, hang on. Hang on. It says here, uh, there's 150 likes about you that it, it can... That, that can predict someone's personality 
and that and they're saying that Facebook almost operates at about 300. So it's like all of these parameters that give them a profile of who you are and, and how you'll vote and how you'll respond. And, and you are targeted, you are advertised to, you are predicted through all of this stuff. Mate. So what's the response? How do we, do we just accept it? I don't like the idea that I'm out having a quiet pint with me mate and they've listened to that conversation and targeted advertising that way. Well, e even if it's not listening, Google still is tracking where you are and gathering data on how often you go to the pub. It can gather data on which pubs you go to, what journey you take on your route. How do we stop Google doing that? Well, this is partly, I think, I think there needs to be help in terms of the privacy settings, how you, because I don't touch them unless it's like draining my battery. So, yeah, yeah. And I think most people are the same. So, like, location services got to go off, haven't they? I think so. But all this ad advertising and helping Apple improve their service, I think that's just saying, yeah, you can download anything you want from my phone. It's like, Mate, I've, I've often thought, if I didn't have this job, I would go analog phone. Oh, I think if I wasn't doing what I do, uh, I wouldn't have social media. And I wouldn't phone. actually. Yeah, and I'd have an old Nokia brick. There it is, yeah. I would actually. It's, it's only because it helps get the gospel out there, really. And I, I like being connected to people, but even so. Well, how about, um, how about in the future then, we have ministry phones that are for social, you know, putting out videos or, but then your daily living, the phone you carry is a brick. Everyday carry is a, is, a, is a simple texting brick. What can they do with that? Well, how can they trace you on that? Just uh, from the phone signal. Yeah, that's true. But, um, yeah, I Even don't know. What I, don't, what, I, what I think is with, with COVID nineteen, yeah, and the fear that's out there, and they and are ready. We've readily submitted to constant like monitoring, tracking, and tracing is going to be a thing. Or it's a thing by the time we listen to this. Um, you know where you've been, who you've seen, could be automatically monitored. There'll yeah. be some digitization of that system, I'm sure. In the end. Maybe even on a bracelet or a chip, but you know who you've seen, you know all that kind of stuff. I can see, uh, I can see Google and Facebook and all these systems coming together to really, you know, uh, inhibit our personal freedoms or encroach on our personal freedoms. And I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I mean, maybe a little one because there is a conspiracy. It's in Revelation. The enemy is yeah. a conspirator. And we know the end. You know the end game. That, yeah. is going, that is biblical. But I can see how something like this, all these technologies, are, are in place now. Yeah. Look at Elon Musk's Starlink satellite system. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So a constellation satellite is constantly going around the world. Always connected. Can't be turned off. The internet cannot be turned off. Mate, if it wasn't, if it weren't, well, if it weren't for the gospel and obviously family and and the connections that we've got. I look mm. at some of these people living in Alaska in a in a little log cabin, surviving off the land. That's desirable sometimes, isn't it? Excuse me. Hundred percent off grid. You know, off grid. And you're like, yeah. come near me and I'll shoot you. Trouble is, it don't work because we're evangelists and we're trying to share the gospel. But the thought of being in that kind of 
technological leave me alone break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave me alone. <laughs> but we we we're evangelists, yeah. And we we want connection with people, but but that's 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 a big temptation. Yeah. With all this intrusion to go completely the other way. But we become old school gospel rough riders on horseback. Proclaiming the word to people we meet. Can't yeah. even do that now. That'd be beyond a face mask. Yeah. But I, I think there will be a there'll be a shift, there'll be a change. Because I think people are gonna come out of lockdown and quarantine and isolation exhausted of Zoom and Skype and video conferencing. Already I'm like, oh another one. Ugh. Yeah, it's hard, isn't it? I mean? It's weird. I was saying when I the other day to you that I went into this to you and Steve, I was saying yeah, oh, this is good. It's gonna cut all my travel down, but nah, I gotta get out there. You got, you got to be with people. You got to commune yeah. with people. Yeah, yeah. That's so, another conversation, I guess. But yeah, here's something interesting. Let me finish on this because one person saw the saw the gap in uh, Facebook's armor, and it, and he's a Russian, Vladimir Putin, and something very interesting happened. It cool. said. Uh, the most innovative thing of 2016 wasn't the Apple Watch or Alexa, but Russia's weaponization of our pride and joy, Facebook. Really? Yeah. Russia basically realizing that they could influence and control through fake news, through manipulating people en masse, how to vote, how to be influenced. And uh, that's yeah. amazing. Russia weaponized Facebook. That's pretty cool. Well, it wasn't cool, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Turned it on themselves, didn't he? He turned Facebook against them. Where's it going to end? I don't know, mate. Well, it'll be a trumpet blast, and uh, in, a, in a blink of an eye, your clothes will just drop, and you'll be gone. That's it. I was listening to a, I was listening to a Johnny Cash song the other day. Yeah. You know, I like a bit of Johnny Cash. Yeah. And um, I see what I find it actually. He he reads from Revelation. Oh, I think I know. Yeah, I know. I know the one you mean. You can yeah. only pay 20 seconds, though, because otherwise we get a strike on YouTube. Do we? Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Where is it? Play 15, just oh. to be safe. Right, let me, uh, let me play the end bit of this. Hold on. Listen to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I said, boy, if you're going to read Revelation, read in the voice of Cash. <laughs> Hell, father. His name is death. Hell, him. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Not that we're saying Facebook is That's a powerful rider. <laughs> there you go. Right. Food for thought. Yeah, food for thought. See you next time.